Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHer Con is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. You're breathing out moist air all night, which is actually how you burn fat. It's at night. It's not in the gym. So when you wake up, you're generally dehydrated. So the best thing you can do for your body is put 24 ounces of water in your body first thing when you wake up. Real quick, before the episode, I want to give you a gift of 25% off. And that gift actually is from TransUnion Smart Move. Go to tenantscreening.com, create a free account, enter the code FAIRLESS at checkout for 25% off your next screening. Because as landlords, we tend to be most concerned with getting paid on time. You might also know that hundreds of thousands of landlords have to deal with the headaches of evicting tenants each year. Evicting a tenant can be painful, costing as much as $10,000 in court costs and legal fees, and take as long as four weeks to complete. What if there's a trusted way to help prevent the headaches of dealing with evicting a tenant? Make the smart move right from the start. Smart Move's online tenant screening solution can help you quickly understand if you're getting a reliable tenant, which will help you avoid potential problems such as non-payment and evictions. For a limited time, listeners of this podcast are invited to try Smart Move tenant screening for 25% off. Here's how Smart Move can help you find your next great tenant. Make a more informed decision with Smart Move's proprietary credit score built specifically for tenant screening, which predicts evictions 15% better than a typical credit score. Reduce non-payment risk with Smart Move's Income Insights Report, which enables you to analyze the applicant's income within minutes and determine if additional income verification is needed. Get critical information quickly with a full credit report, criminal background, and eviction history report. With over 5 million screenings completed, SmartMove can help you make a better leasing decision for your rental property. If you own a rental property, SmartMove can help you identify the right renter from the start so you can avoid the problems of non-payment or evictions. Don't put yourself at risk. Go to TenantScreening.com, create a free account, enter the code FAIRLESS at checkout for 25% off your next screening. With TransUnion Smart Move, you'll get great reports, great convenience, great tenants. Best ever listeners, how are you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast where we only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluffy stuff with us today. Nate Palmer, how are you doing, Nate? I'm doing awesome, Joe. Thanks for letting me come on and chat. Yeah, my pleasure. And looking forward to our conversation a little bit about Nate. He coaches entrepreneurs to become unstoppable by weaponizing their nutrition and training. He's the host of the Million Dollar Body podcast, and he's the author of Passport Fitness. He's passionate about helping humans perform at a higher level 
and he's based in Phoenix, Arizona. So best ever listeners, first off, hope you're having a best ever weekend because today is Sunday. We're going to do a special segment with Nate called, as you know, Skillset Sunday. The purpose of Skillset Sunday is to help you hone a skill that will help you in your real estate endeavors. And certainly fitness and nutrition is tied into what we do as real estate investors and having the energy to do whatever we need to do to make things happen. So we're going to be talking about specifically how to optimize nutrition and exercise to perform at the highest level. So with that being said, first, Nate, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit about your background, and then we'll go right into some ways to do that. Nutrition field for over a decade now. I've worked with a ton of different people from a ton of different realms. And what I've seen is that instead of thinking about getting onto a diet, which is, I feel like a lot of what America does right now. If we can change the paradigm, especially of these high performers, of these growth mindset individuals, people who kind of basically eat what they kill, work for commission, then you can change your entire life because all of a sudden nutrition doesn't become this complicated thing. It becomes all about performance and how we can maximize the way we feel, our energy, our mental focus, and our clarity on a daily basis. So now we're performing at a higher level. We're thinking faster. We're feeling better. And then we get all the physical benefits that come along with that. So that's what I've been really passionate about for the last couple of years. And that's just where I found the most joy. And I've also seen the biggest changes physically, mentally, and with all my clients. So it's starting with a mindset shift, if I'm hearing you correctly. It's nutrition tying into or nutrition equals performance. So if we associate nutrition with performance, then we don't have to worry about dieting and we really are going to be more focused on what we consume and what the cause and effect is for how we can perform. Is that accurate? A hundred percent, Joe. And I know that the best ever listeners are growth mindset individuals because they're going to be listening to a podcast and consuming your information, but no fluff, no BS information to help them with their careers, with their investments, with their finances. So now if we just change the paradigm a little bit around nutrition to be the same thing, wouldn't that be the best of both worlds? Yeah, I like it. I like making that association in our minds. Besides saying that, how do you help entrepreneurs do that and hardwire that connection versus just hearing it in a podcast and like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. And then, oh, shiny object over here. Let's talk about something else. Great question. So I think the first piece is education, talking about that high performance kind of nutrition becomes a little less sexy because I, we have to learn about not only what the macronutrients do, that's protein, fats, and carbohydrates, what those do to our bodies and how they impact us, but also how our bodies are impacted by hormonal shifts and what we can put in to impact the energy output, to impact our hunger signaling, to impact our insulin regulation and our blood sugar. So once you can learn those pieces, which is not as complicated as it sounds, then it doesn't necessarily come down to clean versus dirty food. This food is paleo, this food is not. But when you look at it, you go, oh, that's a protein, that's a high fat food. That's going to be a great way for me to stabilize my blood sugar and have energy all day long. Mm. Okay. You've got a book, you've got a podcast. In addition to the book and the podcast, what are some other ways to learn what the cause and effect is and learn some of those things that you mentioned? I wrote all this up into a, an ebook. I call it the Million Dollar Meal Plan. I created that to basically educate people on what these foods are and then how to manipulate them to get the result that we want in our bodies, in our lives, and in our careers. Okay. And that is on your website? Yeah, and I can give you a link for that as well. Okay, but it's on your website, and your website 
I, I've got n number eight trainingsystems.com. Is that the right one? That's right. It's so clever that I spend 90% of my time explaining, no, it's an eight. It's not an eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, well, you dug your own grave on that one. You're right about that. <laughs> All right. So that's on your website, the ebook, The Million Dollar Meal Plan. Will you give us a Cliff Notes version of that just to educate us a little bit during this conversation? Absolutely. So I think the first big thing is breakfast. Everyone does breakfast wrong, and it's no one's fault except for watching commercials and stuff all the time. They say, this is a healthy part of a nutritious breakfast, and they show you big bowl of cereal. They show you orange juice. They show you milk. They show you toast. They show you all these high-energy, high-sugar foods. Mm -hmm. But in reality, what that's going to do is it's going to spike your blood sugar up. So like, if you think about this kind of that flow state as being if you're on an airplane and you're in that like comfortable riding zone, it's really smooth sailing. That's like flow state. That's where we want to be. What happens when we eat a banana or a muffin or something like that, high sugar breakfast, we're going to spike ourselves up over that state. And then our insulin levels for most of us who have a non-ideal relationship with our insulin, that's going to bring us back down below the ideal smooth sailing state. So then we signal our hunger so we eat another thing at like 1030. You're like, wow, I'm, why am I hungry? I just ate. And then you go up and then you're back down and you're up and you're back down. So you're never really existing in that middle ground where we want to be, where we feel our best. So the way we start this is with breakfast. So we want to get out of that standard American breakfast, that standard American diet of high sugar, high carbohydrates. And we want to think about our breakfast as being a high protein, high fat breakfast. So what I like to do is tell my clients is pick two things. Find something that takes a little longer to make, something you can make with your family, whatever that looks like. Generally, that's going to be like an omelet, three or four eggs, some avocado, a little bit of cheese even is totally fine, some vegetables. That's a great breakfast. Now, if you're someone who's out the door at 5.30 in the morning, you probably can't cook up a, a whole omelet and make a whole thing of it. So I'll help those people get a good, healthy protein shake in their life. That's going to give them the nutrients they need for the day. It's going to help them stay satiated and full and basically level out their blood sugar so until lunch, they're feeling really good, really energized. What about oatmeal? I love oatmeal. I love that it's a non-gluten carb, but I don't like it for breakfast, especially if you are kind of in the trenches doing your most important, hardest work for the day in the morning. I think it can kind of slow you down. It's that similar to that, like having that Chipotle burrito at lunch where you're like, eh, I'm a little tired now. I want to take a nap. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that oatmeal is great and I think it has a place in this style of eating, but it's not breakfast time. Okay. So breakfast, omelet, avocado, veggies, or a protein shake, and no toast, no orange juice. Why no toast? Why no orange juice? Why no cereal? Great question. Because most of those things, for the most part, Joe, have a pretty simple carbohydrate load. And those simple carbohydrates break down into sugar a lot faster in our bloodstream. And when we get that big boost of sugar – then we need our body to produce insulin to match it. And if you're out of balance at all, if you're carrying around more than 20% body fat, if you don't necessarily feel 100% on a daily basis, most of the time we are what's called insulin resistant at that point, which means that our insulin doesn't go up and match exactly the right amount for the blood sugar we have there. It'll go a little bit up and then cause that roller coaster of energy throughout the day. So we're never really getting into that smooth sailing flow state that we want. Okay, so we just had an omelet for breakfast, and now it's lunchtime. What do we do? At lunch, I like to eat a little bit lighter, so a high protein, so something like definitely some meats or some eggs, something like that, and then a lot of vegetables. So what this can look like is a big salad, which is great because if we're on the road a lot, if you're driving around, 
you can get a salad from anywhere. So whether that's Chipotle or Wendy's or a restaurant with a client, everyone has salads. So it just makes it really easy. And because we want to make sure that we have the energy for the afternoon because most of us will have that bigger lunch, especially if we go out with the clients and then you start feeling tired. You're not necessarily willing to get on the phone and do the work you need to do, or it's a lot easier to phone it in from that two thirty point on. Right. Mm -hmm. The response from someone is a salad doesn't fill me up. What do you say? That's totally fine. I actually prefer if they're not filled up because if you think about it, like back when we were a hunter gatherer society, it wasn't like you'd just be like, man, I'm hungry. We should go to the fridge and grab some mammoth burgers. It was like, man, I'm hungry. We need to go hunt an animal. We need to go actually out into the jungle or whatever and kill something and eat it. So what happens then is your body switches into a sympathetic nervous system state. Sympathetic is most often known as fight or flight, but it's not necessarily like it's a spectrum, right? So we, if you have that, like the sympathetic nervous system lightly turned on, you're going to be more focused. You're going to have more clarity you're going to be more in that zone, ready to hunt, ready to do work, be creative. I find it's a lot easier to be on camera, sit down and do like long periods of writing. Anything like that is easier when you're just a little bit hungry or at least not full. So I like that if people are not necessarily filled up from lunch. Not all salads are created equal. What are some things to watch out for when you order a salad? Great question. Again, I would try to keep the carbohydrates kind of minimal here. So that's avoiding croutons, anything crunchy in the salad, and then also avoiding creamy dressings. It doesn't need to be a high fat lunch as well, but fats are okay. So I always advocate either a vinaigrette or an olive oil and vinegar dressing. That'll okay. make the, the, that's the best possible option. Okay. So adding slabs of bacon or a steak and stuff, you're all for that? Yeah, you definitely want to make sure that it's not just a bacon salad, right? <laughs> you know, we're still eating for performance here. But I think that the, having that framework is more important than necessarily me spelling out all the rules. Because if right. you eat a bacon salad with high steak and a bunch of eggs and throw some ranch on it, you're like, wow, that, guy, that advice that guy gave me was total BS. <laughs> well, maybe just try it with some chicken and less dressing next time. See how right. it goes. Right. A lot of this is all about figuring out what works for you too. So that's why I don't necessarily like to give you this many grams of carbs, this many grams of proteins. It's kind of a testing, retesting, seeing how you feel, making sure that you are personally are dialed in for your energy. And I think this framework is helpful, but not necessarily a scripture. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I like that. And what about dinner? Dinner is awesome because if we've been eating pretty light all day, that's when we can have that oatmeal. That's when you can have some more carbohydrates. And <laughs> you some, celebrate with oatmeal? <laughs> whatever. I eat oatmeal for dinner. Nothing there. But I I've think been, a lot of us – I've been so good all day. I'm going to have a, a, a big old <laughs> bowl of oatmeal for dinner to celebrate. <laughs> Said no one ever. <laughs> okay. That's, that's fair. <laughs> but but uh, what do we eat for dinner? So this is when you can go home and you eat with your family and you don't necessarily have to cook something for the kids and then for yourself that's separate and you're not eating tilapia and asparagus. It's a little bit more, I wanted my clients and these entrepreneurs to like work really hard all day and then be able to go home and break bread with their family. So for dinner, we're going to have a carb, a protein, and a vegetable. So that can be rice, that can be potatoes, sweet potatoes, pasta sometimes. And what the great thing about that is once we have that higher carb diet at dinner, we actually go into the parasympathetic nervous system state. That's our rest and digest state. 
So that kind of that sleepiness you get at 2.30, well, now we're going to use that to actually increase the restfulness of our sleep mm. and give us more energy into the next day. I like that. So it's kind of contrary to this. I've heard a lot of people say, like, yo, don't eat carbs after 6, 7, 8 o'clock. And that's just an arbitrary rule. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. That will also help with people who have a hard time sleeping. I didn't hear any dessert during any of these meal times. <laughs> <laughs> For people who enjoy dessert, what are your thoughts? I think the desserts are totally fine. If you have some sort of physique goals, if you're like, man, I wish I could lose 20 pounds, probably not best to eat desserts every single night. But if a program like this, if you have dessert after dinner a couple nights per week and really just pick something that you love and enjoy it a lot, I think that's totally great and it fits with the plan perfectly. Mm-hmm. Because the dessert is not necessarily going to put you into a high performance mode where you're not going to be like crush a piece of cheesecake and then want to go to a, a big <laughs> meeting, right? But if you're at home and you're watching HBO, why not? If this is like a performance eating plan, it gives you that flexibility. Okay. And what about working out? What are your thoughts on working out so that we can set ourselves up for success to have peak performance? I think that's a great question, Joe. And I think that a lot of people, especially recently in the past couple of years, have been very into wellness rather than necessarily training. And I think that training is kind of the second step. So once we get our nutrition dialed in and we have that little bit more energy, then we can amplify that by adding in a training or a workout component. So there's a couple of different things you can do to get the best results, but I always advocate at least getting four days per week of some sort of exercise, even if it's only like 15 or 20 minutes in the morning. And I love the idea of body weight movements and body weight exercises. The reason for that is that body weight stuff is a lot more bang for your buck. So think about the difference between doing a pull-up and then doing like a lap pull-down on the machine. When you're doing the pull-up, you're actually kind of – so going back to – if we're going back to that paleo era, caveman times, pulling up tells your body – your body doesn't know that you're not being chased by a saber-toothed tiger. Mm-hmm. All it knows is stress. So when you're pulling yourself up, your body thinks that, hey, we need more muscle tissue to get up. And we need less non-functional tissue or fat that's keeping us tied to the ground. So in order to get more of those things, we have to kind of shift our muscle to fat ratio. Mm-hmm. So that'll just happen more naturally doing body movements rather than doing dumbbell movements or machine movements or things like that. Will you just elaborate a little bit more on that, the difference between a pull-up and a lap pull-down where you're basically doing the same motion? Why is the pull-up better than doing almost the same thing on a machine? Yeah, totally fair. So a lat pull-down or a biceps curl or a bench press, anything where you're moving an external load through space is called an open chain exercise. Like kind of the counter moves like the pull-up or a push-up, if you can get the same load, that's going to be a better exercise for your body in total because it's a closed chain movement, which means that you have to think about actually moving your body through space. You have to continue to build deeper and thicker neurological pathways from your brain to your muscles. And you're going to activate more muscle fibers, which results in bigger muscles, which is great, more calories burned, and then the ability to burn more calories later because the muscles have grown and need to be replaced. We don't need a home gym then. We just need a spot in our room and just do bodyweight exercises. Yeah, I actually love it. Right? Have you done the, Yeah. Have you, have you used a TRX before? Yeah, I have. That's one of my favorite tools because you can take someone who's really strong and you can give them really intense exercises or I've used with my grandma and brought her in and, and had her use that as a support to do like squats and, and rows and things like that. But it's a super versatile tool because I think 
just straight bodyweight exercises in your room can get boring after a while. Right. If you can kind of get past that or you find something that does work for you, that's one of the greatest things you can give to yourself as a gift. Was yesterday a typical day for you in terms of nutrition and fitness? Yeah. What did you have for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Yesterday, I had a protein shake. So I had 50 grams of protein, and it has four grams of carbs in there. And then I had two tablespoons of peanut butter in there with some coconut milk. So a pretty high fat, high protein. What protein mixture do you use? I use a whey protein isolate. I get it from a site called True Nutrition because I can basically edit the flavors and additives and stuff. I always get like a vitamin and mineral boost because I live in Arizona and tend to sweat out most of my minerals. Okay, cool. Lunch? Lunch was fajitas. So I had like fajita vegetables, so onions, peppers, and then chicken thighs. And I ate that with some guacamole and cheese and no tortillas. Okay. And then dinner? Dinner. My wife and I went out on a date. It was our eighth wedding anniversary. So we went to... Congratulations. Thank you. Got some Greek food. So I had a big plate of the basmati rice. I had some of the gyro meat. I had some hummus. And I had a pita and a couple glasses of water. Props to you for remembering what you ate yesterday. I don't know if I'd be able to remember (laughs) what I ate yesterday, especially on the spot like that. You didn't have any alcohol. Do you drink alcohol? I do, but I, I try to keep it to the weekends or very, very seldom on weekdays at least. Okay, and what do you drink when you drink? I go with the Sorority Girl Special, so I'm, I'm always drinking vodka tonic or vodka sodas. Yeah, yeah, almost as clean as you can get when you're drinking alcohol, right? Yeah, I just feel like that way it's a great way to not wake up with a hangover so it doesn't impact my training schedule. It also provides a little bit of hydration, and then there's also no caloric mixers in there. When you drink alcohol, your body goes into kind of shutdown mode because you're basically poisoning it with the ethanol. Mm-hmm. So while it's ringing the alarm bells and shutting everything down, everything that you're intaking, like the cranberry juice, the Coke from the Jack and Coke, or those plate of nachos, that's all getting put into fat storage. So I would like to set myself up in a way that when I do drink that I'm not recovering for three days. No snacks in between meals yesterday? No, I'm not a big snacker. I try to just, if I feel like I'm hungry, either grab a big glass of water or go do some work. I told you before we started recording, I'm selfishly going to really enjoy this conversation. and I've enjoyed it even more than I thought I would. And I thought I'd enjoy it a lot. So props to you. Thank you for sharing valuable information. It's all connected and our body and how we perform is directly tied to our nutrition and our fitness. Anything else as we wrap up that we haven't discussed that you think we should as it relates to your expertise? Yeah. Okay. So one thing that I'm really passionate about is is having people drink water in the morning. A lot of people will get up and grab some coffee first thing, but there's two things about that. Number one, you're breathing out moist air all night, which is actually how you burn fat. It's at night. It's not in the gym. So when you wake up, you're generally dehydrated. So the best thing you can do for your body is put 24 ounces of water in your body first thing when you wake up. The second thing is wait an hour before having that first cup of coffee. And we do that because when you wake up, your cortisol, it's a stress hormone. A lot of people associate it with belly fat, but it is necessary and good. It spikes up to wake you up to get you moving. So at about an hour mark, that cortisol starts dipping back down. So that's when we have that first cup of coffee. And we can actually kind of jump off the sympathetic nervous system experience that we got from the cortisol and use that to jump right into a little bit higher caffeinated, higher productivity. I'm getting something right then. I've been drinking a liter of water with a scoop of wheatgrass for the last like four years. Oh, nice. 
Yeah, and my wife does the same. She doesn't drink a liter of water like I do, but she drinks a glass and a half of water with a scoop of wheatgrass every morning when we wake up. She drinks coffee, though. I'm telling her. She drinks coffee. I don't drink coffee. <laughs> I stay away from coffee. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's, that's probably better. But there are many things that you discuss that I am not doing that I will start implementing because of our conversation. So thank you so much for being on the show. How can the best ever listeners get in touch with you or learn more about what you're doing? Best ever listeners can get in touch with me on my website, n8trainingsystems.com. I have a lot of articles up on there. And then I'm also pretty active on Facebook. I have a really great Facebook group called Optimal Self, Fitness, Nutrition, and Mindset. So we're always talking about cool little ways to optimize your body, optimize your brain, get more out of your day. I'm just really trying to help people reframe nutrition, which has become this clean versus dirty dogmatic debate to how can you become more rather than less? How can we stop talking about toning down and losing weight, but instead be, do, and have more? So sorry, and, soapbox. And, and what is the structure in which people pay you to work with them? We talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So I work with a lot of clients one-on-ones. We do some coaching. Basically it's problem solving, habit, and lifestyle development around the idea of performance. So figuring out how they can eat the right breakfast, make sure their family has the right food, where they're going for lunch, what they're eating, and as well as we do a deeper dive into training. So I work with a lot of clients one-on-one that way. And then I also have a course called The Million Dollar Body where I break down all these topics into depth and people can kind of access all that information on their own. Excellent. For the course and the training, how do people learn more about each of those things? For the course, I am just releasing that in the middle of June here. Oh, this episode will be airing after that. So the course is out, people. Go check out the course. <laughs> and the best way to connect with that it would be like via Facebook, and we can just have a conversation, make sure it's the right fit for you. Cool. All right. Good stuff, Nate. Hey, thank you so much for being on the show. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Hope you have a best ever weekend. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks a lot, Joe. If you own a rental property, TransUnion Smart Move can help you identify the right renter from the start so you can avoid the problems of non-payment or evictions. Don't put yourself at risk. Go to tenantscreening.com, create a free account, enter the code FAIRLESS at checkout for 25% off your next screening. With TransUnion Smart Move, you'll get great reports, great convenience, great tenants. Feeling lost on your roadmap to wealth? Tune in to the newly launched REI Foundation podcast where hosts Jason and Peely give you all the steps and missteps towards achieving your investing dreams. Featuring interviews from top industry professionals, make sure you listen and subscribe to REI Foundation podcast at com.